I do something called the five star shout out. gentlemen how's everybody doing out there this beautiful saturday morning happy to be here baby if y'all don't know i know now this is the side joint. i'm here with the chocolate girl how you doing chocolate girl hello the chocolate girl is doing pretty good today glad to be here on this saturday morning my favorite day of the week how you doing dennis you doing well yeah i'm doing pretty good but you know we got a special we got a special guest on today. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at Philly sports and they start to show people in the crowd, you know, one of the number one guys you always see is my guy, Jamie, over here. The Philly sports guys in the building, you know, especially at Eagles games. Now, I know y'all looking like, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know that guy because 99% of the time he got his face painted on whatever color he feels those dates. Now, as you're seeing, you're seeing him like a bland, you know, sting version. That's what you're seeing right now. You're going to start singing for us. I'm incognito. I'm incognito. You got to sing for us today, Sting. Yeah. You know what? I I can do something real fast to kind of show exactly. There it is. There it is. That's the guy we're talking about right there. Dave Philly sports guys in the building, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we got... We got a special show today because I, I really want to know what how did this all happen? That's one of the, the main things I want to know. Um from this Philly sports guy. How did how did you get to this transformation? Say I'm gonna put some paint on my face and I'm gonna go buck wild. Well, you know what? I've been doing this. I've I've been actually painting my face to go to Eagles games since I think it was 2001. Uh, we went to an away game with my brother. Uh, out in San Francisco, and, you know, it was the first time, and, and the first time I painted my face uh, was just kind of, you know, green and white, uh, you know, literally half green, half white, and then you put the opposite color of, like, eye, like, almost like eye stuff on there, and my brother and I have always gone to away games, like, year after year, and I would always do it for the away games because Sean Young, who was the other guy with the shoulder pads, uh, was always at the home games. And I didn't want to step on his toes. You know what I mean? That was like, that was kind of his thing. So I would do it for the away games. And about five years ago, you know, I was down in New Orleans for the playoff game. And I, I got a lot of love from the cameras. Yes, you did. And uh, ultimately a uh, production company asked me to come in and do a commercial for them for charity. And after I did the commercial, I just like, there's certain things that I do. And they're like, wow, your energy is so great. Uh, we'd love for you to, you know, 
You know, like you are this this guy, like the this the savior to Philadelphia sports fans. You're like the Philly sports guy. You should see if that name's available. And it was. And we started just doing our thing. It was just like he's like, hey, we'll help you do social media if you want to. And I was in between jobs. I was like, sure, let's give it a shot. And uh, the rest is history. I've I've it's evolved to, you know, I I obviously a lot of Eagles games. I went to the draft in Nashville that year and we took over the draft. I just took that draft over. That was like, it became my draft. Right. And I, literally it just kind of evolved and grew. Now, now was that, now was that the same draft that you and that reporter had that, that thing? No, that was the last draft. So <laughs> that, was, that was the one in Vegas. Uh -oh. She came up to me. She came up to me and she's like, hey, listen, I, I, I want to do something. And I think that you'd be the perfect person. You seem like you're a real fun guy. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm like a mushroom. Yeah, I'm like one of those fun guys. Uh, but anyways, she's like, yeah, she, she's like, hey, let's do this bit. And uh, we wound up doing it and it wound up going viral, much more viral than anybody expected it. So I, I don't think that she even understood what was about to happen. And of course, I happen to be in the middle of it. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, of course, so of course, I'm going to ask, what was the bit? Because I'm not familiar. Uh, so, tell, our, tell our fans out there what the bit was. So, for those who didn't see the draft, uh, the girl from NFL Network, uh, a real pretty girl, she's a reporter for NFL Network. And she asked me, she's like, listen, we're going to do this. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to come on and I'm going to talk about how everybody's excited to be here. And then we're going to introduce you. And I want you to say uh, specifically that uh, you're there to see me. And I, I was like, all right, I can make that happen. I said, you sure you don't want me to pick you up and carry you away? And she's like, ah, no. And I was like, I could do that. And everybody from NFL Network was like, yeah, you should do that. But uh, obviously I didn't want to scare her or make it a much bigger deal than it needed to be. So right. that was the bit. I mean, it was something very simple, uh, but everybody thought that I, uh, you know, I shot my shot and she turned me down, which wasn't the case. She actually chose me. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> JC Day just said that in the comments. Uh, shout out, shout out to JC. He said he actually gave you the L of the week for you shooting them. You know, he, he thought it was real. He didn't know it was a bit. Yeah, a lot of people did. And, you know, and that's just because I, I listen, I, I've, I've done stuff like this before, so I can make it look really real. And just the way, like I had to think of what to say because she didn't give me any lines or nothing. I just, I, I went ahead and came up with what to say. And, and listen, it don't matter because, I mean, how is she going to turn down something this handsome? You know what I mean? Well, or something this well, there you go. I mean, exactly. That's she right. ain't turning that down. That's right. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him. Tell him, Jamie. But it, uh, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Like I said, it got millions of views. It was on Barstool Sports. It was on TMZ. It was all of those things. And, you know, it was just it was just some fun. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. I'm glad that that was just all fun. Yeah, to, some people did take it the wrong way. I'm glad that that was just all fun. Now, so you said you've been doing this for, for years. I mean, you say years. Do you, you mean like 1990s or you mean like in the 2000s? So I've been painting my face. I painted my face uh, for Eagles games every year since 2002. 
it's been the last five years that I've started to do every team. You know, so I do obviously for the Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, Phillies, Union, Wings, yeah, the Philadelphia Phoenix, which is a ultimate Frisbee team. So if you're a Philadelphia team, I'm all big into, I love sports and I love competition and I love Philadelphia. So that's, that's my thing. If you've got a professional team in Philadelphia, I'm going to be there supporting you uh, as, as every other Philadelphia fan is. I mean, you may not like a sport, but you want Philadelphia to win if you're from Philly. Yeah. Some, some people, not everybody from Philly like that. Exactly. Some, 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 some people are haters and are like Cowboys fans. Yeah, but they, you know, that's what they are. They're just losers because that, they don't know any better. They're haters of Philly. You know, and that's, that's that. You know what I mean? I love Philadelphia. I'm always going to back my teams in Philly. And, and you can't tell me otherwise. Okay. I'm going to say I'm, I'm with you. Not on every team, but I'm with you. I can't do that for every team, but I'm with you. I'm with you. That's all I'm going to say. Now, what kind of relationships do you have with these organizations? Uh, some are better than others. Obviously, the Eagles know who I am. And uh, I, like I said, when I did the 5K run for the Eagles Autism Foundation, uh, I, I was live streaming the run. And of course, I was sweating, you know, something ridiculous. I didn't look as good after the run as I did before the run. And right after the run, First person I see right after the run is Jeffrey Lurie, and he introduced me to his wife. As I'm a, as I'm a sweaty mess, you know, like oh, and we're sitting there, and I'm I'm talking to Jeff and his wife, and you know that that is like a big, that was a big deal to me because even though it was just a two minute conversation, say hey, you were there with their with their nephew. This is my wife, you know, and I'm and I'm sitting there, I'm like yeah, I tell you, we didn't know about AJ Brown because we weren't getting a good signal. Because there were so many people trying to get a signal in there, and we were in a dead zone. So he, had, it was her nephew, uh, his wife's nephew, who called up to know that we—that's what the trade was about. So we got to find out via via Jeff himself. Nice. You know, because we couldn't get it on anywhere else. Yeah, you know, like I said, nobody else was getting a really good signal while we were in the Golden Circle. Nice, nice. Um... Wow. So, so the, that's the Eagles. Now, what, let's, let's talk about the Sixers. So the Sixers, the Sixers are, uh, they are just starting to come into their own. If you remember, when, you know, since the Harris group has owned the Sixers, the first few years were pretty abysmal, you know, and they were doing their thing to try to get to this point. So now it's been a little bit more uh, friendly. You know, I mean, they know who I am. Obviously, they love to show me on the big screen, and every time they do, we get a big reaction from the crowd, and, and that's that's what it that's what it's all about. It's a matter of firing the fans up and getting them excited. If, if it's if it's my, it's them seeing my face that does it, I'm super excited about it. If it, if it's something that I get to do where I get to cheer them up and try to get everybody raising up and such, uh, I could do it that way too. So it's a, any way to be able to engage the fan. Uh, my thing is, is that I want to enhance the in-game experience. So if you're sitting next to me, you're going to get somebody who's really exciting, somebody who's you who's nonstop all the time. I'm going to go, 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 go. And, and you know what? People love that. They, they, they love the energy because they don't have to do it as much. You know, but when something happens, they jump right on board. When it's something that's a little softer, they're okay with me doing that because 
it, it adds to the excitement. That's what it's supposed to be. When you go to a game, it's supposed to be fun. And it's supposed to have a lot of energy. And I like to, as I say, I bring it every play of every game all day long. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That is good. That's good to know. Now, I seen you at the Phillies game just the other day with the Little League uh, World Champs. Yes. Uh, well, they went to World Series champs. Uh, but at Puerto Rico and Panama, uh, both were there at the game yesterday. And I did a little video with both of them. Uh, it, it was just kind of cool to see them there and watching a major league game. Obviously, they got to see the Red Sox and the Orioles play the other day in uh, Williamsport. But this was this is a little different. Obviously, they come to see Philadelphia. Uh, they got to sit in the outfield. Uh, and it was just it was a fun time. So I wanted to kind of just say hello to them, congratulate them for making the World the Little League World Series and welcome to Philadelphia. So we did a couple of little videos with each one of the teams. That's good. That's good. That was that was definitely good. I actually watched that. Uh, <laughs> have to say that now. So, what's your relationship with the Phillies? The Phillies is cool. Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, uh, the Phillies. The Phillies enjoy me being there. Uh, they follow me on social media, so they enjoy my content. Uh, and the one thing I could say about Phillies games and baseball games in general is I take a lot of pictures at baseball games. Like if you. I'm very approachable. Yeah. Come up to me, say hello, take a picture with me. Uh, everybody knows me as that TikTok guy or the Philly sports guy where you have the kids will come up or the parents will come up and they'll be like, listen, my kid follows you. Can I take a picture so I can show my kid? You know, and I, so that I, I take literally probably anywhere between 300 and 1,000 pictures a game. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, when we had the Mets in town, uh, for the double header, uh, we counted it somewhere around twelve to thirteen hundred pictures for just mm. one day of, of baseball, and it wasn't just Phillies fans. Mets fans also follow me a lot because they like to banter with me. They like to yell at me and tell me that the Phillies suck. I tell them that the Mets suck, and it's uh, it's fun. But because we keep it fan friendly and family friendly, I don't drink at the games. I don't ever curse. So I'm always approachable and I'll take friend, I'll take pictures with any fan, whether you're friend or foe. And I, and I have fun with the kids, you know, like, so if they're wearing a Yankees jersey or a Mets jersey, when I go to take a picture, I'll hide their face and hide the jersey and hide the, <laughs> hide the name on the jersey. And, and it, it's fun for them. You know, they don't get much interaction. And, and the, the fanatic is great. He's the best. He's the best mascot in sports. But he doesn't I do talk. believe that, but I, I didn't want to be so cocky, but I really do believe that. Yeah, but he doesn't get to talk. So he gets to interact with people, but you don't get to have a conversation with them or anything. You, you get to have a few seconds of fun, and then you then he goes on to the next person, where I will engage a little bit. You can kind of talk. We can yell back and forth we, uh, with each other and, and do some of the banter if you're an opposing team or if you're part of the Phillies. Like the, you, you're, you're a Phillies fan, you know, we'll, we'll do the, a Phillies chant or we're talking about the fightings, you know, something like that. Uh, that, you know, everybody loves that and they enjoy that. And it just brings the energy. And that's really what I'm known for. I keep the energy at, at level 15 all the time. Okay. Okay. Now, last one that I, that I, I know of, the Flyers. I was the Flyers. I, the Flyers love me the flyers love me the fans love me they uh with hockey different than the other sports 
I can engage the players much easier. Uh, for instance, I can try to, so I'm one of those guys that I, I don't ever hit below the belt, but I'm definitely trying to throw a player off his game. So I'll go and I'll Google them and I'll Wikipedia them and I'll find out where they're from, what their favorite meal is, if their girlfriend's ugly or not. And I'll start figuring that out and I'll start razzing them as best as possible. So, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But hockey, I get to do that in, in such a way because when they're playing, everything's really quiet. So I can yell at a player and they're going to hear me because I'm not a quiet guy. You know, and yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I can get under some goalie skins. And other times goalies have great games because I'm doing it. Come on, you can't talk about the girlfriend being ugly though. Come on now. Really? I, I, I don't I don't go crazy with it, but I'm gonna be like, come <laughs> on, I guess your girlfriend sure can't cook because she's definitely not somebody you're putting in a magazine. <laughs> that's good. There's remember that one. You gotta use that one. <laughs> so and I don't and that's that's kind of what it is. I'm not. I'm not ignorant like that in that regard. Yeah. I'm not going to hit below the belt. I, you stay away from kids. You stay away from family. It's it's all meant to be fun. They're human beings on the ice and, and in sports in general. They're not. You don't you don't curse at them. I I don't want to be cursed at. I don't want to have somebody talking to me about my mom or my kids. I would. I'm not going to do that to them. If you want to make fun of me about the fact that. Uh, oh, you think that I live in my mom's basement or whatever? I can brush that off pretty simple. You know what I mean? Because I know what's real and what's not. Just like you know what's real. These guys are making millions of dollars. I'm sure they're not living with mommy. You know, but if I start if I start saying, hey, you got to call your mommy because yeah, you're late for dinner because they're young. They're like a rookie or something. Or like, hey, is it nap time over there? You know, do you need your diaper changed or something? You know, that's, that's stuff that you can do. And, and, and like it says, it's funny. It's it's meant to be funny. Yeah, it's, it's, not meant it's to definitely, be, you know, definitely funny. Uh, <clears throat> it's definitely funny. Now, let, let me ask this question. Besides Jeffrey Lurie, any other players or uh, coaches that you have met? Uh, Jordan Mailata, uh was somebody who came to my uh, – so I do a, a beef and beer for the Eagles Autism Foundation, and Jordan came to be there. He was supposed to be there for a half hour, 45 minutes, just a quick appearance. Four hours later, he decided to leave. After donating, he donated a few hundred dollars to the to the cause. Uh, was just an all around amazing guy in general. Uh, I've met some other players. You know, I it was it was great when I got to meet Dallas Scott, Dallas Goddard and uh, and Maddox when they were talking about me how I killed it at the draft. Now, when I got an Eagles player telling me that I killed it at the draft, I thought that was amazing. And one of, but one of my biggest claims to fame, or at least that I keep, I keep real close to my heart, is that I get trolled personally by Jerry Jones. <laughs> the owner of the Dallas Cowboys personally trolls me. He loves putting my picture up on his website. He came down there. I'm sitting next to one of the super fans of the Dallas Cowboys at it's funny because it was COVID, so there wasn't a lot of fans over there. And it's me and the Dallas super fan. And here comes two security guards, and they come down, and they present a, a, a game day magazine. Here's the game day book. 
compliments of Mr. Jones, and they give it to him, one magazine for him, nothing for me. And I'm like, where's my, I'm the one that bought the tickets. I invited him to come to the game, and you give him the magazine. And, and when he says, and he was talking about how the Eagles fans like to give him the business, what picture is he showing when that happens? Me. So he loves, he that loves guy. trolling me. He loves trolling me. And That's I love too that. funny. When I get respect, when I get respect from an owner like that, with the owner Jerry Jones, when he's when he's trolling me like that, I take that as an ultimate sign of respect. That is that's good. That that is one I did not know, but that is funny. That is definitely that's funny. funny. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. So he's always bagging on me, and I haven't met him yet. But when I do, I'm gonna let him know. I keep I keep threatening. I'm gonna wind up on his boat. I'm gonna do like a SEAL team and get on his boat. <laughs> now uh you know you live here in philadelphia you heard the news they're talking about moving the Sixers stadium downtown philadelphia what are your thoughts on that honestly i think it's a ploy i don't believe it uh let them break ground first uh, you know what uh, harris is a uh, the, the owner is a very intelligent guy you don't make billions of dollars by not being smart. And this is this is what's going on. They're paying rent at the Wells Fargo Center. Obviously, it's it's uh, 29 when before that they could even have this building be built because uh, that's when the lease is up over there. I think that this is a ploy by billionaires. I mean, that's what's happening. It's it's billionaire billionaire uh, corporations, you know, playing games with each other because Comcast obviously owns that stadium and the Harris group is what you know obviously owns the Sixers so they're talking about oh you know spending all that money 1.2 billion dollars is a lot of money and I, I appreciate everything he wants to do but to be able to do that building the building isn't costing 1.2 the building would only cost about 700 million the rest of it would be infrastructure for SEPTA and to spend that amount of money for an entity that's not that you're not a part of doesn't make a lot of sense to me if you were a billionaire. That being said, I think that this is a game that they are playing and it's a long-term game. This is like this is like playing chess here. You have to be able to start putting wheels in motion to get them to think, hey, we're leaving. So you either figure out something better on rent or we're gonna beat beat. And I think that's what he's doing here. I understand that. Now, uh, now, I got to ask you your top five favorite players, and and uh, I guess we have to say Philadelphia history of all time. Of all time, and I'm going to have to say number five. Uh, number five would be Ron Hextall. Uh, I loved Ron Hextall growing up. I was a huge hockey fan. Uh, watching him fight. And he was like the first goalie to really, really fight. He was the first goalie to score a goal. He was, when you can win an MVP of the playoffs on a losing team, you've done something. And he was, you know, he was just amazing to watch. And I was completely in awe of, of him in general uh, growing up. Uh, my number four would be Andre Waters. 
Oh, I played man. football. Dirty Waters? Yeah, I loved, I loved Andre. Uh, you know, it's like when I talk about, I, obviously I'm wearing number 20, and this is the Dawkins jersey, and everybody loves Dawkins, and, and he is by far, you know, he's definitely uh, in the upper echelon of players you know, of the Eagles. You know, I, you, Reggie White, Brian Dawkins, you know, Randall Cunningham, those guys are, are definitely top tier. You could put McNabb in there. You could put Brian Westbrook kind of in there, uh, you know, even Jerome Brown. But, you know, when I think of that, but growing up and formulating my fan, my fandom, Andre Waters was my favorite. You know, like watching him hit. He always came in a little late. He always brought it every play. You know, he was always going, you know, full speed all the time, even if he was a little late to get there, which is why he got the nickname Dirty Waters. But yeah, it was just he, – he just brought a lot of energy to that defense, who had a lot of great players. Obviously, that defense was a great defense all the way around. Uh, you know, but Andre Waters was just my favorite because everybody else loved everybody else. You know what I mean? You, you, it was easy to love Reggie White. It was easy to love Jerome Brown, Clyde Simmons. You know, all of those guys. I just I, – I, my favorite was Andre Waters. Number three, AI. Without a doubt, AI. You know what I mean? He was he was just amazing to watch in general. Uh, just everything that he did was absolutely amazing. Uh, and you know, I was I was watching something on TV yesterday uh, at Xfinity because they they usually show different videos, and they had him they had him listed as the number three icon in the world of all time. That Allen Iverson, and that was that was like as of right now, still the number three all-around icon of all time. All right. all right. That's bigger than Michael Jordan, which was a big mm. surprise to me. Uh, right. My number two was Mike Schmidt, you know, just because I got to see him growing up and, you know, it was, uh, just the 500th home run, I actually called the die the time when we hit it. I, I won the, I won the contest uh, in the, in the daily news and Inquirer. I actually picked the date. Uh, the date he would hit his 500th home run mm. and the inning. And I literally won, uh, I won like 500 bucks, which was mm. a big deal. And I, I, I wound up getting a, my first computer, kind of. It was this really rinky-dink computer, but we bought a computer with that $500 uh, back in the day. So it was uh, just kind of cool to just be part of that and did that. I sent that in on a whim. It was you know, they're like, they're not going to, he's not going to hit his 500th home run that early in the season. And then he did against the Pirates. I remember watching it in the seventh inning and it was just, that was a great experience. And I was all excited and won $500 as a, like a 13 year old kid. My all time favorite player of all time. Wait, before you say it, I have to tell you that Chuck Thomas in our comments said, please don't say Rocky, LOL. Not Rocky. I was going to tell you that before you said it. <laughs> but, but people are not going to. I'm going to say right. most people, most people probably aren't going to know this guy because he played, mm -hmm. he played very, you know, like in the 70s and early 80s. But my, my all-time favorite Philadelphia player is Rick McLeish. Uh, mm -hmm. I still wear number 19 when I play sports because of him. He was the first guy who helped formulate my fandom. He was an amazing hockey player. He played on the obviously the Stanley Cup teams. Uh, he's he was just amazing to watch on the ice, and he wasn't even the best flyer on that team. But mm -hmm. just something about the way he did things and his wrist shot. 
I was playing hockey. Like I said, my favorite number is number 19, all because of Rick McLeish. And he is, he is the guy. He, he should be a Hall of Famer. The fact that he isn't bothers me. I've actually tried to, I tried to help push him to get to the Hall of Fame. But he is my number one favorite all-time Philadelphia player. That's cool. I actually came across his name. I was doing some research for for an article on on uh, NHL hockey, and he came across on a list of unsung heroes of hockey. Yes, his name Very, was on the list. Yeah, he's he's definitely he was a great enough player. Uh, he scored a goal against the Russians. He you know his goal won the the first Stanley Cup. You know it's there's there's so much about Rick that was great. He had a he had a wrist shot that just was amazing to watch. I like I used to play hockey back in the day, and you know like I emulated my game off of him. I got into sports. My mother and my grandmother both worked at the Spectrum, and I lived with you know I lived with both my mother and my grandmother growing up. So they worked at the Spectrum. So oh. as a two year old kid, I'm figuring I'm watching the game because I figure I'm going to see my mom. Well, she wasn't, she was working in the, uh, you know, the club. She wasn't going to be on the ice ever. I was never going to see her, but you don't know that as a two-year-old kid. Right. You start, you start watching the games and then I would start getting the newspapers. And back then it was the Enquirer, the Bulletin and the Daily News. And I would get the, I would get those and I would start reading the, the box scores and I would learn about like math and stuff like that, because I would try to figure out who was the better team, who had more goals, how many more goals was it that, they, that he had than the other guy. So I started to teach myself how to read and math because of sports. And it just, it was one of those things that I, I would always, you'd always see me sitting on the ground, newspaper opened up, I'd have the sports page taken out because they had all the different sections in the inquire and the sports page would always be missing because I was the one that had it. My grandfather would always yell at me because he, you know, in the sports page, they used to have all the horse races and I would get it before he would and he'd get angry at me. So he'd yell at me to go give him the sports page back because he needed to, he needed to go to, to go watch the Phillies is how he would tell me. But I, I learned, I'm like, oh, he's going to the baseball game. Oh, why don't you take me? Now you can't go with me. I'm like, why is he always going to the Phillies that never wants to take me? Because he was going to go watch the horse races. He wasn't going to the Phillies baseball game. <laughs> Not at all. Well, we actually have a, a question from the from the comments. Oh, Lord. Um, from uh, Chuck Thomas. We call him, he calls himself Buck Flair. He told me to tell you hello. He loves you. And um, he also said, um, do you like Rondé Barber? And will he get in the Hall of Fame this year? Do I like Rondé Barber? No. You know, uh, Rondé, Tiki, I don't like any of the Barbers. Uh, but I'm also a, a Philadelphia fan, so I shouldn't like any one of them. So I think right. he's a Hall of Famer. Do you think he will get in the Hall of Fame this year? No, he definitely won't get in this year. Uh, I think that he is maybe, and I don't know enough about his numbers. I'd have to do that little bit of research. Uh, I think he may be a fringe Hall of Famer, but I, I honestly, when I think of Hall of Fame, I think of guys that really transcend the sport, that, that go beyond. 
And when I think of Rondé Barber, I, the, the guys I think, I think Daryl Green was better. Uh, I think that Deion Sanders was better. So I, when I think of cornerbacks, those are the first guys that come to my mind, not Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber had a great play against my team, which really sucks, you know what I mean, that he still could be running and what have you. Uh, he gets that interception. But beyond that, I mean, he was a good player. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? I don't think so. I can see that. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, and, and one more question from the audience um, from JB. Uh, shout out to JB in the comments. Um, he said he doesn't know if this has been talked about yet, but what's your stance on the fans booing the players? So I personally do not boo. I do my best mm -hmm. to keep it positive all the time. Mm -hmm. That being said, I am from Philadelphia, so I understand what it's like to boo somebody. When somebody mm -hmm. isn't performing, and you think that they're not, you know, there's a point when you boo them because they're not performing. And there's another thing for booing them because you feel like that they're not putting in the effort. I'm more of a fan of booing them when they're not putting in the effort. When you feel that they're being lackadaisical. And I had a problem with Gene Segura a couple of years ago. Now he's changed over the last two years. Ever since McCutcheon wound up, you know, hurting his ACL. That's that Segura has changed and he's been, he brings it now every play. So I, I can't boo him for that anymore. That being said, Castellanos doesn't want to strike out or not, not perform well. So when you're booing somebody, when they're not performing well, and they're trying still, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I, like for instance, Ben Simmons, we were cheering Ben Simmons on every time he would go to the foul line. I was there. I witnessed it. We were trying to make sure that he would do the right thing. And I felt that when he went to the foul line that he didn't want, he didn't want to miss. It just that was he was just not good at foul shots. That being said, the moment that you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. Get going. In Philadelphia, we want players and we want winners. When we have a winner on our team, you know what happens when you win a championship? You get a statue built. That's what happens in Philly. You get memorialized for all time. If you don't want to be here and you're too soft to be here, get going. I don't want you here. And I would absolutely boo every time for that reason. When I when somebody okay. says that they don't want to be here and I feel like that they start to quit, which is what I felt with Carson Wentz when he started to quit, then I have an issue. Then I got a problem. Then, then get going. I don't want you here. Did you agree with when they um, when they let um, Peterson go, the head coach? Did you agree with that at the time? I felt that there was a change of philosophy between mm -hmm. Peterson and the ownership. And I think that in the process of that, I'm a firm believer that you hire slow and you fire fast. And when you start to think that things are falling apart, it's better to cut ties quickly and go. I don't know that it was that things were starting to unravel, but I think the writing was on the wall. And rather than give him one more year to possibly see the, it start to unravel, I thought, it, I thought that they made an okay decision to get rid of him. Uh, I didn't necessarily 100% agree with it at the time, but I understood the logic. 
And that's why it took so long for them to, to find a new coach. But I will say that I do trust in that management because they have been really good at finding coaches. Now, I understand that the coach before Peterson didn't last very long. And when they started to change the philosophy about that, they had to cut him before the end of the season. And like I said, hey, listen, you're, you're destroying this franchise. you got to go. See ya. And, of course, he lasted one more year in the 49ers. He just almost destroyed that franchise. And then he wound up at UCLA. He's barely doing good now. So and that's, uh, of course, Chip Kelly. But that being said, initially, I thought it was a good hire. You know, Peterson, I thought was a good hire because he's got the biggest head in the NFL. And what comes with a big head is big brains. And I thought that that was a good, I thought it was a good idea. And I thought that he brought the right energy and the right thing to Philadelphia at the time. I also feel that Nick, you know, even though when he came here, that first interview was ridiculous. You know, obviously he wasn't ready to be interviewed. He didn't get prepped well. And I blame that more on the prep team who prepped him right or who didn't prep him right rather than <laughs> right. himself. But Philadelphia is a tough place to play and a tough place to coach. And, and, and we are, we want immediate results. We want to see that you understand because we're not dumb. You know, Philadelphia fans are very intelligent, even though the, the national media likes to villainize us because when we all, we get, we get rid of players and we're so quick to run people out of town. Mm -hmm. We're only quick to run people out of town when we see what we see. It all, you know, because they said, if somebody's trying their best, it doesn't matter because we respect, we respect that. We're a working class town. We are blue collar here. And if somebody's bringing their lunch pail to work, even though they may not be you know, producing what we want them to produce, if they're bringing their lunch pail to work, we see that and we understand and appreciate that. If they ain't doing that, we also see that. And that's where we start running them out of town. Okay. Good answer. Go ahead, Dennis. Oh, no, I'm done. It's on you. <laughs> huh? Oh, it's my turn. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so that's that's a really good answer. Those are some real that was a really good answer you just gave. And uh, you know, being from the Midwest myself, that's some good Midwestern value. That's what that is. You know, bring your lunch pail to work. That's how we are. Bring it and show up. Give 100, 100% every day, and we don't want to hear no crap, you know? That's exactly uh, I wanted to get. I wanted to get back to something that you said I thought was very interesting and very good point that you raised about being a super fan, but you're not out there cussing and just acting crazy. And, and how important do you think that is? And, and you had to, it had to come up from somewhere. Somewhere in your mind, you had to say, you know what, this is where I draw the line. I'm not drinking. I'm not cussing. Where did it come from? Something inside made you take that stance. So I was just like, I'm just interested to know what that is. Being a super fan does not make me a better fan than anybody else. So I, mm -hmm. I, I like, I, I want to start it off with that. Just cause I, I, just cause I wear makeup and I put on shoulder pads and I, I, I am uh, over loud and crazy. I'm not any better of a fan than you, you know, than, than anybody. You know what I mean? Just, and that, that's <laughs> first and foremost. But when you're a super fan, 
the the camera is always on you. Like I, the camera is always on me. So if I'm, you know, just and I'm being a little ridiculous. If if I'm picking my nose, somebody's going to get a picture of that. I'm gonna get enough. But if I'm, you know, so I am real big on say, you know, making sure that the brand is in a good light. I don't drink specifically because when I go to away games, if I am at that game and I'm drunk, you know, my, my rules are I don't curse, I don't sit down, and I don't shut up. But if I'm drinking, rule number one is easily broken. And if I have fans, like, you never know what it's going to be like when you're in an opposing stadium. And if there's a fan who wants to start a fight with me, if I've been drinking even a little bit, security is going to come after me because I'm the one in the back. I'm the one that's, right. uh, that's going to be tackled. And then right. they're going to hold me and the other guy's going to be able to just start to wail off because they ain't going to hold him. I'm never going to let that be the opportunity. So I, I, I choose not to curse because there's kids always watching. They're always around. And that's, you know, like I said, I, I'm not a better fan than anybody else, but the kids are looking up to somebody and they got to You got to lead by example. So, and I tell you, trust me, I hear it. When I'm at an Eagles game, you know, obviously you hear a curse here and there. Uh, it's when somebody starts cursing and that's part of their vernacular every time they talk. What the F? Yeah, this, F, that. You know, and every, all the other fans, are, we're from Philly too, but the other fans don't want to speak up because they don't want to get caught in the crossfire of that. But I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. So if I hear somebody screaming F this, F that, and whatever, I'll turn around and go, yo, there's kids around. You don't need to curse. And if they start to give me any flack, all of a sudden, everybody else who's around who didn't want to talk now will start to because now they're backing me. They're not, they're not talking out that, you know, talking themselves. They don't want to, they don't want to be confrontational, but I'm not afraid of being confrontational because I'm doing it for the right reason. There's kids in the stands. You want to, you right. Wanna, you know, it slips out every once in a while. Listen, we're all human. I curse on occasion too, as best as I try not to. I was in the Navy. I know how to curse. And I can curse really well when I need to. <laughs> but I also know how to do it without cursing. And, you know, it, like I said, there's everybody else is sitting there watching and you've got to lead by example. And I am, I know what the, what the national media says about Philly. I know that if I'm going to be the one... It, if I curse, that's going to be national news because I said something wrong. And I'm never going to embarrass myself, my team, or my city ever, ever. And that's across the board. I'm always trying to change the perception of the Philly fans because I know that most of these fans mm -hmm. in Philadelphia are we're very passionate and we're very kind people. But it's always the few that had a few minutes to drink fighting with somebody else who's just, who also had too much to drink, you know, who they don't know how to banter. So they go below the belt. You know, they're talking about, Oh, if your mom or, or, you know, talking about your kids or whatever, or they, you know, they're too drunk and they start spilling stuff on people. I mean, these people are human beings, you know, learn how to respect one another. Uh, you know, one of the sayings that I have, and I have a lot of Philly sports guy isms is that passion without respect is just a lot of noise. And I firmly believe that you have to respect one another and that allows you to be passionate. I can only do what I do because I respect everybody else around me. I can't be up, you know, if, if there's somebody behind me 
uh, and they can't see the game, I know that I got to sit down because I have to respect. They spent a lot of money on that ticket too. And I am respectful that way. You know, now does that mean that when everybody else is standing up, I'm going to sit down? No, I'm going to stand up just with everybody else. And that's what they have to do too. But obviously I have respect for everybody around me and it doesn't matter what team you like. Just because you have bad taste in football teams or baseball teams doesn't make you any less of a person. Just means that I can bag on you about it. That was that was a good way to say that. That was a good way to say that. Bad yeah, taste. that's a great answer. Great answer. Because I'm, I'm one of those I'm one of those people in the public. Dennis has heard me say often, Philly fans are the most obnoxious, rudest, most horrible fan of any sport. I don't care what sport it is. Philly fans horrible. I was well, I said I have, I have said that perception. I don't know how many times. And he doesn't perception. he doesn't challenge me on it, but listening to you makes me want to follow you more. Well, because maybe you can change my perception. One of the things about me, I may have an opinion, but if you can give me in you know evidence and proof and to show me that my perception is incorrect, I will change. Right. New information will change me. So I need to, I need to, oh, hush, Buck Flair said, you're still right, Sharon. Listen, uh, somebody else in the comments told me to make sure to tell you that Chuck Thomas is a Tampa Bay fan. So when y'all with them, yeah. goes by Buck Flair. And, goes and, uh, by Buck Flair. Oh, I know and, Buck Flair. He knows Buck Buck Flair. Flair. I've been to the what the fuck mm -hmm. tailgate. He knows what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I, I, hey, listen, and I appreciate, I appreciate fandom. And I took me in Minnesota when I went up to Minnesota after we lost the after we won the Super Bowl and they lost and they are I mean Minnesotans hate Philadelphia they hate Philadelphia with the passion for yeah. a couple of reasons one first off when when you don't come to our city and start changing the furniture around you don't do that you want to go right. and do a skull chant on the steps of the art museum that's fine you're going to put a a a, a, a you know Thing on Rocky, we're not going to we're not going to take kindly to that. You are now defacing what the biggest the biggest place where everybody goes to go see. Like that's, that's the biggest right. tourist attraction of Philadelphia, <clears throat> bigger than you know, bigger than the you know the, the Liberty Bell and Independence Hall. Independence Hall, Hall, yep. They go see mm -hmm. the Rocky. They go to see yep. the Rocky statue. So you mm -hmm. just don't go around there doing that and thinking that you're going to just get away with it. And that was right. part of the thing. So yeah, there were a few things. It did get a little out of hand, but so I go up to Minnesota and I went up there to try to, to, to make peace because again, not all fans are that way. It's a few fans that ruin it for everybody. It's the one guy who thinks that he's got all these beer muscles. And again, <laughs> the problem is, is that no other Philadelphia fan is going to come to the rescue of, of an opposing team because right. it, it's, you know, they don't want to get caught in the crossfire. You don't right. want to be you don't want to be an opposing team fan by proxy, you know, because it, it that you're, you're from Philadelphia, you're not gonna you're not gonna step in in that regard, and that's the problem it, because mm -hmm. it happens everywhere. Every fan base has got those people. The only time I've ever almost gotten into a fight was in Tampa Bay, where somebody came up and tried to give me a headbutt. So, and I know obviously they have a lot of great fans down there in Tampa Bay, and uh -huh. I, I know a lot of them. And I'm friends with a lot of them. But 
out of all the places I've been to, Tampa Bay is the only place where I almost got into a fight. And interestingly enough, it was a Viking super fan who, who broke it up. Oh, wow. So who broke it up? There? Wow. He runs, he's the one that runs the, the what the fuck tailgate. So they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they know that he's not a he's not a Buccaneers fan, that he's a Vikings fan. But that's okay. okay. He was the one he just happened to be there and he just he made sure that it didn't get the blows because I was, you know, you you come after me, and listen, you better pack a lunch. Now, I mean, I'm not some small guy that's just gonna take it because just right because I happen to be friendly and I happen to not curse or whatever. Don't take my don't confuse my kindness for weakness. Because I, you better, you better have your full attention. If you want to come after me, I'm going back. And trust me, I've done it before. So it's not like I'm, I'm afraid. It's just that I choose not to, because I feel that it shows, it shows Philly in a better light. And that's what I, I want. You. I want to show Philly in a better light. That it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't matter what everybody else says. I lead by example. So if the only way that this is going to change is that somebody's got to start it. And it starts with me as far as I'm concerned. All right. So you you are a super fan with a conscience. That's what I like to see. And, and, I mean, I've seen, you know, met others that have it too. But you really are demonstrating a conscience. Like, it's bigger than just the, the sport. It's bigger than just the game. It's bigger than me, Jamie. It's It's about the perception. And you really seem to really care about that. But given that, I have a question for you that I try to ask, try to remember to ask, uh, especially uh, Eagles and um, Eagles and um, Flyers fans. How do you feel about the Pirates and the, the Penguins and the Steelers? How do you feel about those teams so, uh, from Pittsburgh have, around the way? I have a very big following in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Not, and they don't like me. Uh, now, it's fun. <laughs> we banter back and forth. First off, you know, in my hierarchy of, of teams that I dislike, it's Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh Penguins. So okay. I am not a Penguin fan, never going to be a Penguin fan. I hate Sidney Crosby, never want him to ever be on my team. And purposely, I purposely do it like that because, you know, first off, when I say that I hate somebody, personally, I don't hate him. I don't know him. Right, we get it. I get it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's a sign of respect. Because you yeah. have to earn that. I don't just hate anybody. You know, <laughs> right. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to hate. I hate on the Cowboys. I'd every, I definitely don't want the Cowboys to win any game. But I'm right. never going to hate on their fans. They're going right. to get paid the same amount of money to be a fan as I do, which is right. zero. Zero. Yep. The same amount. So they have money to be a fan. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I have respect for all fans. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with how. Uh, how everything else is. It's just like, that's that's just the respect as a human being. We're all human beings. The fact that I paint my face and you don't doesn't make any difference. You know, that's, like I said, just because I have different makeup, just because the television camera likes to find me more, doesn't make me any better than any other Eagles fan whatsoever. I am all, we are all one family as Eagles fans, as, as every other team is. You're a family when you're a fan of that team. And so you may not always agree with everything that's going on, but I'm always going to root for my team. And I'm always going to right. accept somebody else who's, who's you know, part of that with me. Mm-hmm. That's right. So if, if somebody attends a, uh, let's say, a, I'll say a Phillies game, because I did see a lot of pictures 
on your Facebook page from the Phillies games, which I thought was just excellent. And your makeup, get the, the the face paint that you put on, awesome, incredible. That's why I had to get a shot of that on the flyer because it's awesome. But um, when it, when someone attends a, a Phillies game and sees you in the stand, what what can they expect to see from you to know he's a super fan? He's not just a fan. Yeah, you got the you got the face paint on, but so does the dude over there holding the beer, probably. But you know, but what sticks out about you that people will say, "Hey, that guy right there, I like that guy. Let me, I want to see more of him." Uh, the videos that I make—that's probably okay. the biggest difference. When I do a <laughs> video and I'm loud and uh, just when I go banter, when I'm trying to get under a player's skin a little bit, uh, I. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm creative with how I do that. I, I don't just be like, oh, you suck. You know what I mean? That's simple. Uh, I, I go like next level. And when you start to hear it, it's funny sometimes. I mean, I get sometimes chuckles from the players themselves because they hear me and it's funny. You know, let's say like, mm-hmm. so yeah. when I'm bagging on a player and they kind of, they, they do a little laugh, you know that you got to them. You know, it's kind of funny right? because <laughs> And that's kind of what is the biggest difference because when you're a fan, you don't necessarily think about stuff like that. You don't try to match wits with a player. You're just, you're there to enjoy the game and have fun. I take it to the next level. Like I said, I'm the one Googling them. I want to know where they're from. I want to know that they got this goofy middle name that I'm going to start chanting for against them. You know what I mean? Those are the things Mm -hmm. that, make me and other people around me laugh. And that I think that that's what sets me apart. That's what makes somebody want to follow me rather than just the normal everyday fan. I think that there's certain differences that I do in my banter that, that makes it fun. And the other thing is, is that because I am painted up, a lot of kids follow me. And in the day of TikTok and things of that nature, uh, you know, parents are always looking for a common ground with their children. And mm-hmm. it's, it's something that, that <clears throat> is very heartfelt when a parent comes up to me and says, listen, I really love your videos. My son and I, or my daughter and I, watch all of your videos and laugh our asses off. We find it great. Please don't ever stop doing what you're doing. That is something that really means a lot to me because, you know, it's hard. I mean, I have two kids myself. It's hard to find that common ground. And if it's that moments that you share watching my videos that you get to have father-son or mother-son or father-daughter, mother-daughter moments, that's amazing to me. And that's what it's really all about. It's, It's not about the sports. It's not about the cheering. It's not about even the passion and the excitement. It's the moments that you get to share with people and with family mm-hmm. that's what matters most and that's what you capture family. you capture that in your videos too i try i definitely yeah try. you you do you do a good job I, and um because when we when we get guests that come on i like to look at your social media so i can get a feel for who i'm talking about before i create the flyer um so that's that's why i do that it just you know he's and i could not just put one picture of you okay it just it just just wouldn't tell the story so i had to put more than one 
Uh, but the one from the side, you, you and the Eagles jersey going like this, I just, oh, I love that. I love, that's my favorite picture of you. And that was the very it. first picture that was ever really taken of me that got blown up. Like that, that wound up on love all it. the different media sites and everything. It was. Oh, good. Was so I picked the right one. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I still, I, I think that's still my favorite picture uh, of, of all time. Like just well, I love uh, it. me as the Philly sports guy. Uh, right. That's, that's really the one that kind of embodies everything uh -huh. about what I try to stand for. That's good. That's good. Now, if you, if, which would hockey be your favorite sport, though? I see you, you're a multi sport guy, but is hockey your favorite sport? I, I, so I, that's like trying to choose which of your kids is your favorite. Uh, so yeah, I got you. Yeah. I am. I love, I, I can explain this, out of all the sports that I go to, uh, I probably enjoy going to Eagles games first. Hockey and baseball are right next to each other. Sixers are just a, a touch below that. And, you know, then there's the union and the wings and all that. I just love going to those competitions and, and love just being a part of the crowd, being a part of the excitement that happens. You know, it's like some people say I do it for the attention. It has nothing to do with the attention. I could care less about the attention. I, it's more of enjoying the time that I'm there with that, with those people and, and sharing with them our love of sport. Mm. Yeah, because I'm a sports chick. I love sports, period. Um, that's Dennis says that's that's one of the things that makes me special to him is that I like sports. I'm a chick who loves sports. Yeah. Uh, the only sports that I don't really get into at all is is fighting sports. So I'm not into MMA or boxing or what's that other one? UFC or something. I, I'm yeah, not into that. MMA None of them. None of that. But and I'm not into any driving like you driving a car like NASCAR, Indy. I don't care about that. But horse, even horse racing. I love horse racing. I love swimming, tennis, golf, uh, everything. But I don't want to know about this Frisbee League. When you said something about the Frisbee, I'm like, and I saw it on your social media. And I was like, I made a point. I'm going to ask you about the league, the name of the league, how long you've been following it, what role do you play in it, and where can people go to see or find out about this league? Because I want, you, I want people to know there's Frisbee is fascinating. It, and like... um. Like golf and basketball and football, especially, it's a game of angles. It's all about the angles because you're not throwing where they are. You're throwing where they're going to end up. And you got to be able to tell, just like when you're shooting that golf ball, you have to actually look at the lay of the land. And people want to know what the golfer is doing when they're stooping down. They're looking at the lay of the land for real. You got to have good vision. When you play golf, so Jameis Winston couldn't have been playing golf before LASIK. He just he couldn't play it because you can't. <laughs> I mean, you really have to be able to see. I, and I'm I'm not being funny. I'm serious about that. But tell them about this frisbee league, please. What it is, how long you've been affiliated, what you do with it, and where can people find out about it? So uh, the league is the AUDL, and that's the Ultimate Frisbee League. Uh, it's actually their championship, I think, is happening this weekend. I think it's actually happening today. Uh, and unfortunately, Philadelphia is not in it. Uh, this year, Philadelphia made the playoffs for the first time in nine years. 
So it's been around. It is a professional uh, team. They do get paid to play, not a tremendous amount. They're not getting contracts like baseball players or football players, uh, but they are getting paid to play. It's one of these sports. I just got into it recently. Uh, I found out that Philadelphia had a team when they showed it on uh, uh, NBC Sports. And I was like, oh, what is this? Oh, we got a team, the Philadelphia Phoenix. And it just so mm. happened that the owner reached out to me and said, hey, we'd love to come have you come to the games. I said, well, listen, you give me a jersey, I'll paint my face. Uh, you know, I don't have any problem. It's a Philadelphia team. It's a professional team. Let's, give, let's be part of it. So unfortunately, I only got to see the last two regular season games. So I came on a little late, uh, but their league starts uh, right around like May and goes up until uh, up until now. So right now is uh, when it's about over. And uh, it, it's it's happening right at the Philadelphia Super Site. So next year when they do it, it's the Philadelphia Phoenix. So it's one of those teams that you could follow on Instagram uh, or on uh, you know TikTok. At Facebook, they do have a page, and uh, they are a great team. They're actually, uh, they're a good bunch of guys. Uh, the fans are a lot of fun. It's back when it reminds me of sports of old. When uh, back in the day, I knew all of the hockey players because you know back in the '70s and early '80s, they weren't bigger than the sport. Where baseball was always a little bit bigger. Football, same type of situation. They were always separated a little bit from their fans. Uh, this is where very fan friendly. You can go and, and talk to the players. They'll show you how to throw the Frisbee. They want to help grow the sport some. And that's one of the things that you can't really find in professional sports today. And that's that's why I became a part of, you know, this of uh, the Philadelphia Phoenix and the brand that they're trying to grow. That sounds so cool. I know it's it's made me interested, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna start following frisbee now. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, and it's a quick game. A, it's not something that's going to take four hours. Uh, games good. are usually done within two hours time, and it's and it's football using a frisbee. So it, it's wow. very fast paced. Uh, points mm-hmm. happen on a quick. Uh, if it, it it's also the wind and rain can make right. a big difference. Because, you know, obviously yeah. you could throw that Frisbee and that Frisbee is going to go a different way if it's really windy that day. If it's really windy. And if it's wet, Correct. you have to you have to take into account when it's wet, just like a football. It's, if it's wet, Absolutely. you got to do some, you got to make some interesting adjustments. I'll just put it that way when it's wet. <laughs> so you can't play like you always do. But, but um, it's expensive and it's very family friendly. And they bring the kids up there. They do a lot of things for kids. Uh, they have like races. Uh, they do. They they have frisbee tosses for the kids and such. So it's 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 very family friendly and very affordable. A lot of sports aren't affordable anymore, and so that's one of the things that they wanted to do to help grow it in this community. Yeah, and, and that's important, especially when you're talking about a family of three on up. You 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 got to find things that are economical. Um, but you still want to you want to create those experiences. I, I like what you were saying earlier about the experience. I'm all about creating memories and experiences for people. And I try to, you know, I try to do that for my son when he was growing up. I have a son and I would take him to things, different things. And and uh, to know now that he's 29. Now he will he if I mention something, remember when we he was like, oh, yeah, that was. And he remembers that. So 
memorable events is is an important thing in my opinion. And I, I'm sure seeing a super fan at a game at any sport is, is memorable, <laughs> right? Sounds right. like it's memorable when they see you because you, you're a lot of fun. But and, um, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Be fun. That's what, yeah. I, try to, that's what I try to push first and foremost to have a good. Well, have you have you been sought out or hired to do things like parades, go to school events? speak to children, do anything like that as the Philly sports guy of some type? Have you been hired out for that or, or uh, sought out? Some, some. I, I, obviously, I'm trying to grow that part of the brand because it's not easy to find ways to make this a living, make a living out of this. It's been a right. challenge. So mm-hmm. that's part of the, the hard part of, you know, making this a, a living. You, so mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to get creative. And that's one of the things that I do. I, I am able, you could find, you can go to my website, the phillysportsguy.net and, and put in a request uh, for an appearance. And I'll do birthdays. I, I, I do, uh, if you have a charity event, I can come mm-hmm. there. And I also do public speaking. So I know how to be able to uh, talk in front of a crowd. And I mean, I've had some challenges throughout my life too. I'm not an angel. So there are different things that I could speak on that I keep quiet for the most part because it's not relevant to what I do now. Right. It's still a part of my life that makes right. a big deal. Yeah, it makes you who you are now. It's like it's like me, I same thing. I've done things, had things happen, whatever, that are not the greatest things in the world, but it's made me who I am now. So, you know, hey, I love it, accept it. You just keep on moving. Plus you use it as fuel, it seems to me to to behave the way you do now as a Philly sports guy. It it has granted you the ability to have boundaries and to have, you know, standards and awesome that you may not have had if you hadn't had those experiences. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing to me. Um, Are you originally from Philly? So I was born born, uh, in Overbrook. And then okay. I, I've lived in Delco since I was four years old. So okay. I, I am, I am, you know, I, I used, I like to make fun that, you know, Delco is more Philly than Philly. You know, <laughs> of course, Philadelphians don't like to hear that. So I don't say that uh, too loud, but right. uh, yeah, but I, I'm, I, I'm ingrained in this city. I, I've, you know, I've been all around. I've lived in other places. Philly's mm-hmm. always been home. That's good. That's good. So that your love for Philly comes out in your fandom right um there are good things about being a fan and there's bad and it seems to me you focus on the good side which is what we like to have on the side john we don't we tend not to to book the the jerks of fandom on our show right right. sure i'm sure they've got platforms out there but we don't tend to have them on this show but um and it's you sound like to be you try to uphold everything that is good about being a fan or a super fan, which is awesome. Um, I think Dennis asked you who were your top five Philadelphia sports people of all time, but I want to, st- I want to pick a sport, a, a sport that I know pretty well. Okay. So I'm going to pick instead of basketball, I think I'm going to pick football. So your top five Philadelphia Eagles, I'm willing to bet Dawkins, Dawkins is going to appear on that list, but I may be wrong. 
but your top five Philadelphia Eagles all time that you would say all time, not all the current, time. So, all yeah, time. So, and we're not talking my favorite player. We're talking just what I think is an all time uh, favorite. All time great. Let me see. Do I want favorite or great? I think I want great this time. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm saying that it's got to be. Uh, it's actually, I feel like I can go pretty quick with this one. Uh, Reggie Good. White, Brian Dawkins. Randall Cunningham, uh, Brian Westbrook, and uh, Harold Carmichael. Yes. I like that list. I like that list. If Dennis, I, I think Dennis is listening. Dennis yes, probably, knows, probably knows why I love that list. And that's because Donovan McNabb was not on it. I just had to get that out. Because I just, I just am not a McNabb fan, but all five of those players yeah, that you named, I'm a fan. We're not going to talk about boyfriends on every show. We're not going to talk about Listen, he's show. not my boyfriend. I just, well, hey, you're the one that wants us to have all these discussions with Philly football and Philly sports, so we don't have it. The good and the bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not... So will your list um, differ if you just pick your five favorites? Will it differ? Yes. I, I feel that favorites are different than – like because I, I, Andre Waters is one of my favorites. I Obviously, uh, yeah. growing up, growing up, it was Harold Carmichael was absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, when I think about different – because, I mean, you could put Chuck Bednarik on that list, uh, but I mm-hmm. never got to see him play, so he doesn't come to mind first and foremost. So as mm-hmm. I think about – like Brian Westbrook is, you know, he's one of my favorite guys. I, you know, uh, I got to meet Bill Berge, Ron Jaworski, not necessarily as a player, but as an ex-player and the things that he's done. Uh, I yeah. am. Oh, I was going to say, John, I was thinking about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm friends with Hollis Thomas uh, and mm-hmm. friends with Barrett Brooks. So those are great guys that uh, I know personally now. You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's different. It's different when you're when you know them personally, and you're not talking shop. Uh, like football is their shop, and they love talking. Mm-hmm. It, don't get me wrong, but when mm-hmm. you get to start to know them personally, uh, I mean, once you start to know these guys as human beings, and you find out how great of guys they are, it, it makes it it makes it all the more fun. Now, here's a tough can be. A, here's a question that can be tough sometimes, especially for Philly sports fans. I've noticed that this is really hard for you guys to answer. Typically, you ready for this question? Sure. Are you ready for we this question? The last one, though, because I got to get hopping here. I got to. I okay, good. Good, good, good. See, we went over an hour because we just like talking to you. That's yeah. that's what it is. But um, so here it is. If you had to pick a team, any sport, let's just say any any of the top major three, baseball, football, basketball. Let's just pick those one out of those three. If you had to pick a team outside of your Philly team to root for, who would it be? Nobody. See, that's what they always say. But yeah, if you I don't, so I don't, I'll be 100% No honest. Philly team exists. Let's just say there's, there's just no more. I, you don't I, even have I anything. I root for other teams. I root for no, other no, no, only, no, I mean, only if, if you could never root for them again. They're all disbanded. I know that would never happen, but let's just say you don't have any teams in Philadelphia. And you uh, yeah, pick one. That's, that's, that's really tough. Would <laughs> I, I prob- I'll be honest. I, I, if I did with any other team, it mm-hmm. would probably be, 
I know, I know this only because I, I'm, I'm fans with a lot of people of their fan base, and they, they did a few things for me when I, when I kind of needed it. The Seattle Seahawks. All right, that's good. That's a good pick. I don't sneeze at that, Dennis. Our guest has to go, so it's back to you. I won't do my five star shout out today. Awesome talking to you. Great, great time with you today. So thanks yes, so much. Yes. For doing. And don't and don't be no stranger. We need the NFC East. We need the whole NFC East on the show. We had the sneaky G man, the Philly sports guy. We're missing that crazy Cowboys fan and the Washington Commanders is what we Whoever. Yeah, it's it's so hard to remember what their team name is every every week. Commanders. Commanders. <laughs> they call them they call them the Commodores. I won't Commodores. have it. Don't call them that. No, they're I'm the Commanders. Commando. They go. They go. Commando. <laughs> Commando. Wait, yeah. what's your final words for us today, Philly sports guy? Before you leave. Hey, listen. I I uh. I first off, I appreciate you guys having me today. Uh, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun with you guys. And, and, you know, I just, you know, it's like I said, I gotta, I gotta, you know, end it. I, I would just want everybody else, everybody from Philly, really everybody, every fan, you gotta bring it, bring it every play of every game all day. That's how you gotta live your life. You gotta just bring it every play of every game. And that, you know, that's the best words I can leave with. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna let his words be, be my words, Dennis. So back to you. Yeah, my my well then if that's the case, then go Eagles. <laughs> go, go Eagles. But thank everybody for coming out this beautiful morning. We will Bye, catch everybody. y'all next week. God bless. Great day. Great